And the Bible reading today is taken from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 to 7. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt in the land of Zebulun and in the land of Napitala. But in the latter time he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who have walked in darkness have seen great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with the joy at the harvest, and they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden, and the staff for his shoulder, and the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Medan. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood, will be burnt as a fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Hear the word of the Lord. It's been such a wonderful morning. I think we pause and give thanks to God for all we've enjoyed before we come to his word. Uh, Won't you join me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we do give you such grateful thanks. It's been such a joy to sing your praises together this morning, and we praise you again. And Father, we, we have been pouring out our hearts to you, and now, Lord, we long to hear from you. We need to hear from you. So please, will you speak to us? Will you give us ears to hear? And we pray this in the precious name of your Son and our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Christmas is all about the presents, isn't it? It's all about the giving and receiving of gifts. Think back to Christmas last year and the gift that you got. Did it make you happy? Now, careful. The person who gave it is probably sitting next to you, so just go slowly. I remember not always being so happy with the gifts that I got. Ungrateful little snot rag that I was. Uh, we used to get stockings. Now, Father Christmas would eat a biscuit. Curiously, it was always my dad's favorite brand of biscuits. Uh, Then he would drink half a glass of milk, and the the, the carrot would disappear somehow. And then he would fill up the stocking. And every year, I would wake up in the morning, and you know there's that, as a kid, there's that microsecond when you're just vacant. Your eyes open, but you haven't realized yet that it's Christmas. And then it, it hits you. Launch out of bed, rush to the base of that tree, shove my hand into that stocking and pull out school stationery. (laughs) You can just imagine my excitement. I've waited all year for this HB pencil. Or maybe even worse, toiletries. Twelve months of counting the days for roll-on deodorant. And what are you saying about me when you give me this gift anyway? So some gifts are disappointing. They just are. 
Other gifts are, are downright strange. My granny once gave me a plastic pouch to keep my change in. Not only was it plastic, but it was designed to hang around your neck, front and center. Not only was this pouch plastic and designed to hang around your neck, it was yellow. I mean canary yellow. Now here's the real kicker. I was 18 years old that Christmas. So the canary change pouch wasn't exactly trending. But my dear old granny made up for it for the next year when she gave me a peak cap with a battery-operated disco light that ran across the front like this. Paired so beautifully with my change pouch. You can, you can just imagine the street cred that that combination gave me. So gifts can be a disappointment, and they can be a disappointment whether you get them or whether you give them. Every parent knows this. The parents in the room, I'm sure you can identify, or most of you at least, you know the feeling of spending hours trawling the mall so that you can buy your precious toddler that perfect gift. Christmas morning comes, she tears through the paper, and all she wants to do is play with the bubble wrap. You know, you took out a loan for this gift. And all she can say is, look, Daddy, it pops, while the gift stands in the corner. Our gift-giving is fun. But it often fails, and most of the time it's quickly forgotten. Who remembers the gift you got in 2021? I thought so. Of course, the real function of the gifts we give and receive is to remind us of the God who loves to give good gifts. He loves to give good gifts. He delights in giving good gifts. And Christmas reminds us of the most extravagant gift he's ever given. And he has given some extravagant gifts. He has given us a child. He has given us his own son. We heard that gift announced just a moment ago when Michelle read for us. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Now you hear that, and you might be feeling a bit like I did when I opened the canary pouch or the disco hat. How is this child, this son, this baby boy a good gift? What difference does he make to my life? Let's be honest. The answer is in the names that he's given. I don't know if you noticed there, he's given four names. Now I have four names. Together, taken together, they mean... The gift and protection of icy deposits on a grassy hill. They mean nothing. But his names mean everything. Wonderful counselor. Warrior God. Everlasting father. Prince of peace. Wonderful counselor. In this child, God gives us his wisdom. He gives us his plan, and not, his, not just his plan for our little lives, but his plan for the whole world, for all of time and space, for all of history. What is that plan? We find out in the other names. Warrior God. In this child, God is a warrior who fights on our behalf. In this child, God has given us victory over our enemies. Now, for Israel, when they first heard this prophecy, that meant liberation from the oppression of the Assyrian Empire. But by the time this child finally arrived, it was clear that there was a much deeper and much more dangerous enemy. 
an enemy who is at the root of all oppression. You know, there's a strange twist in the Bible, but by the end of the story, it's clear. It's crystal clear. We are that enemy. Humanity is its own worst enemy. We are our own worst enemy because we have declared war on God. We are God's enemy. We've rebelled against all that is good and right and kind because we've rebelled against him. And he is the measure and the origin of all that is good and right and kind. Goodness, rightness and kindness come from him. But we've raised up a revolution against all that because we've rejected him. Now I presume I don't need to convince anyone in this room. Do I need to convince anyone that our world is in a mess? Because we ourselves are a mess. And it's not just some group over there, this group over there, or those ones over there. No. This is the human condition. This is us. I don't want to be the Grinch and ruin Christmas. But if you do need convincing, just do a quick review. Scan in your mind's eye over 2023. Both your own life and in the world around us. Just have a quick look in the rearview mirror. What do you see back there? It's a bit of a train wreck, isn't it? How did that happen? What was the cause of all this mayhem? Us. We are the problem. We are the self-declared enemies of God and of each other. What does the warrior God do with his enemies? He frees them from themselves. How? Again, we are given a crazy answer. To us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. God gives us his son. He's born in an animal shelter. We've heard it all this morning. We've sung it all this morning. He's born in an animal shelter. He's born to live and to die in our place. In his humility, he wins victory over our pride. In his obedience, he defeats our rebellion. In his resurrection, he conquers our guilt and our shame and death. It's the most unlikely victory ever. God defeats his enemies by becoming one of them. Why would he do that? Well, not only is he wonderful counselor and warrior God, he's also everlasting father. In the ancient world, the best of kings were sometimes called father. They were the father of the people. In our day and age, good leaders are rare. The problem with even the best of our leaders is that their term ends, or they lose the election, or they lose their way and they start stealing or clinging to power, or they lose their marbles in old age. In Jesus, we have been given the gift of a king who loves his people like a father. But here's the difference. He loves his people perfectly, without fail, without compromise, and forever. Not like our earthly leaders, who may or may not do that only for a limited amount of time. 
No, he loves his people perfectly, without fail and without compromise, forever. Finally, he's the Prince of Peace. Who wants peace for Christmas? Don't be shy. Who is tired of being tired? Who is tired of being fearful or anxious? Who is weary from the worry? Who's tired of fighting? Who hates the conflict? Who's just had enough? If I said the gift of peace is available for free, who here would sign up this morning? God has given us the gift of peace. He's given us the gift of peace in the person of his son. He is the warrior who dies for his enemies. And he does it to give us the gift of peace. Peace with God and peace with each other. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. He is the free gift of God's wisdom, God's victory, God's love for us as a father loves his child and God's peace for us. The gift of the son says God is your father. That's what it says. The gift of the son says God is your father. He's our king. Now the thing about gifts is that they are gifts. If your spouse gives you a present this Christmas, you're not going to take out your wallet and say, listen, how much do I owe you? Please don't try that at home. Okay, it's not going to end well. It is so insulting, even at the human level. It's even more insulting at the divine level. Our problem is that we tend to think of God as Father Christmas. You know, he's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's got to find out who's naughty and who's nice. That's how we think of God. But the child's name isn't Santa Claus. His name is Wonderful Counselor, Warrior God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Does it sound like you can earn him by being good? He is a gift of such infinite value that it humbles us down to our true size. It shows us that we could never, ever begin to even think about giving something in return, some sort of transaction. The only response is gratitude. We've been singing it this morning. Gratitude. It's the only response. Anything else is beyond insulting. So he is not for good people. In fact, he comes to us precisely because we are not good people. At best, we are a mixed reality. He is only for those who will take him as God's gift to the people who know they are not good people. Now, please hear this. Hear this. He can be God's gift to you this morning. 
Do you want to know the purpose and the meaning of your life? Do you want to know what it's all for, what it's all about? Do you want to be rid of your guilt and your shame, that burden? Do you want to know love like you have never, ever experienced it before? Unfailing, unconditional, eternal, unbreakable, abundant. Do you want to be at peace? Peace with your maker? Peace with your neighbor? Peace with yourself? All of this is yours. All of it. Freely given. If you will just admit that you need it. God is offering it to you. The Father is holding out the gift of His Son to you this morning. The child, the Son, the King. If ever there was a gift that you should grab with glee, this is it. A gift that truly satisfies. A gift that never disappoints. You will never be disappointed in this gift. A real reason to celebrate. So that the food and the drink are not ends in themselves. They're just a means of enjoying God. He is what Christmas is all about. He is God's good gift to you. To you this morning. If you will only receive him. Now if you want to do that. You do it by prayer. You just do it by asking God. It's that simple. All you have to say. Is I want Jesus. I want this gift. If that's what you would like to do this morning. There's a prayer. Please take a moment to reflect. It's really important that you know what you're saying before you say it. And then I'm going to pray this prayer out loud. And if you want to receive the good gift of Jesus this morning, you pray this prayer quietly in your own heart as I prayed for us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I see that I need him. And I need you. I desperately want your wisdom, your victory, your love, your peace. I want Jesus as my king. So that I can know you as my father. Please forgive me all my rebellion. Help me to trust you. And to accept this free gift. Because I so desperately need it. Amen.